Welcome to Promises Are Just Words. This is episode 29, Sending a Hi-Fi from the Future. So in today's... We interrupt our program to bring you this important message. Hello. Hello. Are you reading me? I don't have much time, but what I'm about to say is very important. I have managed to record this short message and send it off in the hope that somebody will hear it. So, if you are out there, I am talking to you. If you can hear me, just give me five minutes of your time. My name is Felix and I'm talking to you from the future. I know this might sound hard to believe, but there are many things I have seen about what is going to happen to you. I'm not here to tell you the winning lotto numbers or when you are going to die. My advice is more practical than that. There are three pieces of information that you must listen to and do something about. Education is the most important thing in your life. Learning something new every day is empowering because remember that knowledge is power. Education doesn't just stop when we finish school. How do you think I got to where I am today? It wasn't from sitting around watching Netflix and conspiracy theories on YouTube. I am where I am now because I worked hard to improve myself through knowledge. The second piece of advice is that it is important to take risks. You might ask yourself, why take risks when there is a chance that I will fail? Well, failure is where you learn most about ourselves. We learn from our mistakes and this builds character in the long term. Even the person who you think is perfect has made many mistakes in their time. I don't know how much longer I have, but the most important thing I have to say is, try to live your life without regrets. Don't be the person who is on their deathbed wishing that they had done so many more things. I should have asked that boy or girl out while I had the chance. I should have broadened my horizons by traveling. I should have done so many more things with my, with my time. Regret is inevitable for some things, but make sure that you don't regret everything. Remember that this message is for you and it is up to you to do something about it. Don't wait until it's too late, late, late. Today we are always learning about students' favourite subject, and that is Shakespeare. 
So Shakespeare can be a bit of a headache, I guess, for some students and even for some teachers. But the following piece of advice could help you get through. First one is, don't get caught up with the Shakespearean language and the words. Shakespeare's meant to be seen on stage and not read like a book. So when you see a performance on stage, you'll get clues about the relationships, I guess, between characters, how they are feeling. And you can also see this through body language and facial gestures. Another thing to consider is that Shakespeare's plays are very similar to a novel. They have a plot. You look out for characters. There are numerous settings. All of this knowledge is something that you already have. Another thing is you can focus on universal themes that exist in all of his plays. For example, deception, greed, free will, good and evil. Uh, these aren't unique to Shakespeare though, so these come across in a lot of books as well and a lot of other places. Another thing you might want to think about is that Shakespeare is like rap. Rap, I guess these days, is so popular that the majority of chart-topping songs have got elements of rap in them. And Shakespeare's plays and poems are similar to rap, as they've got a particular pattern to the words. In Shakespeare's um, poems or and some of his plays, it's called the iambic pentameter, and this is ten syllables per line. Some of them are stressed and some of them are unstressed. The last one isn't a piece of information that will help you understand Shakespeare more. I guess it's about going into the experience with an open mind. If you tell yourself you won't enjoy it from the beginning, then you probably won't. However, if you just want to give Shakespeare a chance, you'd never know what impact it might have on you. Today in My Five, we're going to look at my five favorite podcasts. So I'm not going to be vain enough to put my own one in here because you're all listening to it right now anyway. But these are my favorite podcasts that I like listening to. And I just love the fact that podcasts are so good. They're so anyone can actually get on and have a go at putting a podcast together. Obviously, they're portable. You can listen to them on any device. My favorite place to listen to podcasts is on the way to and from work. Uh, generally, I'll listen to more of the information, the ones that are going to motivate me on the way into work. And then obviously after a busy day at work too, I just like to put on a little bit of humor on the way home too. My kids, unfortunately, get to listen to my podcast too. They're always complaining about not listening to music on the way home. But I just said, well, that's the deal. I give you a lift. You have to listen to my podcasts. So... At number five, how did this get made? These are some comedians that take movies that I guess aren't those blockbuster ones and really strange, weird movies that someone sunk a lot of money into, and they pick it to bits for comedic, comedic effect, and they literally ask, how did this pile of rubbish get made? And it is actually really, really funny. They do a lot of their shows in front of live audiences as well too, and having the audience reaction in the background is really good too. So number five, how did this get made? Number four is TED Talks Daily. So you can learn lots of new things. Um, it creates lots of empathy, I guess, for people in different situations. Uh, it looks about trying to educate people about what's going on in the world too. So at number four is TED Talks Daily. Number three, it's called How to Be Superhuman. 
It's about people achieving against the odds. It's about everyday people who have done amazing things. It's not about the athletes that are winning the gold medals. It's the people like disabled people climbing Everest or it's about people, uh, blind people swimming the English Channel. So at number three, it's called How to Be Superhuman. At number two, I'm going to have a teacher one in here, and this is called Crying in My Car. So it literally is a teacher comedy podcast. There are some jokes in there that are suited more towards teachers, but the elements of comedy are there for all people to listen to. So it's primarily for teachers, but it is also available for other people to listen to, and they will still get the jokes as well. My number one, the one that I actually always look forward to listening to each week, is Hamish and Andy. So if you like their TV shows, if you like any of their kind of comedy, and I guess for some people too, it could be a little bit like um, Vegemites. You either like it or you don't. For me, I really do like Hamish and Andy. And for me, that's the reason why I put them at the top of my five for this week. part of the podcast, I always like you all to say hello to a particular person and for today that person is Charlie Robinson. And you might think that name might not ring any bells for you, but if I said one, two, three, four, high five, you might know who I'm talking about. So Charlie Robinson, real name Charlene Marie Zeta Robinson, is from Newcastle, New South Wales. She's an Australian TV and radio presenter. She was an original member of the children's musical group High Five and is now known for her role as presenter on Channel 9's travel program, Getaway. Today, please say hello to Charlie Robinson. In this part of the podcast, I always like you all to say hello to a particular person and for today, that person is Charlie Robinson. And you might think that name might not ring any bells for you, but if I said one, two, three, four, high five, you might know who I'm talking about. So Charlie Robinson, real name Charlene Marie Zeta Robinson, is from Newcastle, New South Wales. She's an Australian TV and radio presenter. She was an original member of the children's musical group High Five and is now known for her role as presenter on Channel 9's travel program, Getaway. Today, please say hello to Charlie Robinson. Hey everyone, my name's Charlie and um, I was in High Five. I'm not sure if any of you would have seen it. Um, it was on Channel 9, maybe when you were super little or maybe your older brothers and sisters. Um, but that doesn't matter. I was about to bust out in a song and just say, you know, we used to sing songs like L-O-V-E, I love you and you love me. But now I'm coming across completely daggy, so I'll just stop. <laughs> Congratulations on getting through so much of year 11 so far and super excited for um, what it holds for you in the coming couple of years. Life is just, it's just huge when you enter the world and what seems so important right now, um, you know, 
in year 11 and year 12, it, it really does pass and you see a bigger picture when you leave school and realise that there is no reason to stress as much as you did right now. Um, do your best. That's all you need to do, but you really, you don't need to stress so much that it affects your life. Anyway, <laughs> you've got an excellent teacher that's going to give you all that advice. I just wanted to tell you that I went to the Hunter School of Performing Arts um, for my high school there at Broadmeadow. And I absolutely loved it because um, I tried to go to just like a normal school. Um, I think it was San Clemente then. And I just really didn't fit in because I knew that um, I wanted to do performing arts. And um, ever since I was little, I wrote a note saying, like, I think I was five or six years old and I wrote, I want to be on TV. I want to sing and dance on stage. So I never really had any other aspirations except that. Um, and so going to a performing arts school meant that I could do dance and drama and singing. And when I'd go to maths class, I had a teacher I wasn't really great at it. Um, and because of that, I probably didn't pay enough attention. I used to just like eat in the back of class, like my little lunch or whatever. <laughs> That's pretty bad. And I don't recommend that. But my teacher used to say in front of the whole class, Charlie, I hope you win a Logie because you've got nothing else going for you. And <laughs> that's so harsh when you think about a teacher saying that. But I won eight Logies, I think at least. So there you go. <laughs> Showed him. <laughs> but that going to that school was really good for me because it meant that I could go from that sort of dynamic in a classroom in mathematics to going to dance class and excelling, going to drama and just loving it and could throw myself into my HSC. And it was just, yeah, when you find classes or teachers or subjects that you're passionate about, studying for them is just so easy because you just want to do it. Um, how did I get involved as an original member of High Five was I was still doing my HSE um, at the Hunter School Performing Arts and I finished an exam one day and I had to quickly, my mum picked me up from school and we raced through to Sydney and I had an audition because I'd been... Um, doing auditions, I went for like a photo competition. I just followed a friend of mine to a shopping centre one day and I ended up winning and I won an agent in Sydney, which was pretty cool. And that was the start of it all because that agency started sending me for castings, for shows and commercials and things like that. So, and like home and away bits and pieces. And um, so when I got this audition for High Five, I thought that was amazing. I came out and I remember saying to my mum, I loved that because I got to do everything I've ever learned, singing, dancing, acting. And, you know, whatever happens, I just had so much fun in there. So it ended up being the five of us got chosen straight away. And I went from being a girl from Anna Bay, which is near Nelson Bay, if any of you guys know that. Um, I'd never flown on a plane. I'd never really travelled anywhere. And all of a sudden, I was touring the world nine months of every year, all around Europe and Asia, Australia, filming for a couple of months a year. Very rarely were we ever home. Um, and I was 17. And I did that for over 10 years, that same schedule. So <laughs> it's incredible how like, I would do... I think it was like six days a week of dance and dance classes and everything. Since I was two years old, I started <laughs> tap dancing. But if you train hard at something, I really found that because lots of girls and guys do, lots of guys and girls want to be on TV and do things. The difference that I found with some of the people I met and that we were in training is so often they gave up because you get a hundred no's and then one yes. 
And a lot of my peers would have their 20, 50 no's and actually stop and go, okay, well, that's not for me. And, you know, maybe it wasn't because now they're doing amazing career things in their own lives. But when you're a performing artist and or you want to do things creatively like TV and acting or anything like that production-wise, there's so many people who want to do it. So to be able to actually be the one who's doing it, you have to put up with the no's and the rejections and you have to have that thick skin to keep going. You just have to say, and this is pretty much with any career you want, you know what, I'm going to keep doing at it. I maybe wasn't right for you or that role or that job, but I'm just going to keep at it. And I think if you've got that self-determination and you don't give up on yourself, I think that's what I kind of did. Like I just kept going for castings. And then when I got that yes, it was the best job. It was like it was made for me. <laughs> um, so, yeah. Um, and now I do, after that, I did Dancing with the Stars and then um, fell into a radio role, um, doing like a nightly radio show around Australia and then breakfast radio on the Gold Coast. Um, and then I wanted to be able to do more TV again. So um, back at Channel 9 doing Getaway, um, which is great to travel shows. So I get to travel with them all across the world and everywhere. I think my favorite one was Fiji recently that we did. I'd never actually been to Fiji. <laughs> and um, it's like what I reckon is Disneyland. It's like the happiest place on earth. Everyone is smiling. And they say the reason, because I spoke to the locals, like, how come you're so happy and everyone's just, you know, there's just no depression over there at all. And one of the ladies said, um, it's because you're always from a community, like you're always from your home, wherever you're from, no, no matter where you travel, no matter what you do, um, no matter what happens to you, if you run out of money, if you break up in a relationship, you can always come back to that community that you um, were born in. They will feed you, they will clothe you, you are always welcome. So you never feel alone. Um, and I think that's a huge thing for us in Western society is that sometimes we can feel alone, but obviously in Fiji, they've just got that right that, <laughs> you know what, you can come back to that hub, whether it's family, it's just that community that you were born into. You're always welcome home. So, um, yeah, I think that was really cool to learn. So I get to experience a lot of cultures like that on Getaway. Um, but now oh, that's why I'm puffing as well. I'm so pregnant um, <laughs> having another baby. So even talking like <sighs> makes me exhausted because <laughs> I'm just so fat right now. But um, because I'm having the baby, um, I've just taken a little bit of time off TV just for a couple of months. But that works perfectly because all the productions have shut down because we're all in isolation. So it's a perfect time for me to bust out a baby and then be ready to get back to filming next year. But um. Yeah, I wish you guys all the very best and no matter what path you choose, give it everything you've got, but don't put pressure on yourself. These next two years, you do what you can and what you feel, you know, do your best, but it is not the be all and end all. It's what happens to that next step. After you leave school, um, if you want to take a break and go traveling or if you get thrown into just like I did straight into a career, I don't think I had a holiday for like 10 years after high school. Um, so no matter what happens to you, hang on to it. It's a gift that we have this life. So just hold on with both hands and go for it. Take every opportunity, say yes to everything that you want to do and, um, be that one that just keeps smiling and tries everything until you find something you're passionate about. So all the best, guys. Thanks for having a chat. Bye.